Okay, I'm going to age myself here a little bit by talking about the reality show The Super Nanny, which first aired in 2005, which happened to be right when I had two kids under three, and soon after that, four kids under seven. And it was where I and hundreds of thousands of moms saw firsthand the success Joe had going into families and fixing kids' behavior with the infamous parenting strategy of timeouts. I remember well how the first part of the episode, she would do a family visit and just watch, making all kinds of faces and smirks as we watched parents get hit and yelled at by their kids who seemed to run the show. Well now, almost 15 plus years later, things have changed. I have looked and it's hard to find any parenting book or coach or method that advocates for timeouts. This topic is a hot one and one that isn't quite as cut and dry as many would have you believe. So that's what we're going to talk about today, timeouts and should you use them. And welcome to the Lazy Parenting Podcast, hosted by me, Stephanie Kennedy, the self-proclaimed OG lazy parent. Every week, we're going to dive deep into the concept and methodology of lazy parenting, and I'll share all of my tips and tricks and strategies to help support you in this crazy journey of parenting that we are all on. So listen in, implement the strategies, and watch as your children become more independent, more capable, more self-reliant in all of their things. You'll be amazed as you watch their confidence grow, and they become happy, joyful, kind, empathetic, young adults ready to head off on their own, living their true purpose. Sounds exciting, right? So let's go. Let's all become lazy parents. So I think a lot of the controversy around timeouts is that what you might think is a timeout or your timeout strategy might vary vastly different than what I would consider a timeout or your neighbor would consider a timeout or your mother would consider a timeout. Your mom might think a timeout is sending your child to the room, making them stay there till they're calm, think about what they've done that's wrong, and when they're ready, they can come out and rejoin the family. You might have a timeout stool in the corner of the kitchen where you ask your child to go and sit until you're ready to deal with them. I think we'll all agree that the purpose of a timeout is to stop whatever is happening in that moment and give time to both the parent and the child just to collect themselves, mostly for the parent, just to kind of get control over our own emotions and think about how we're going to handle the situation at hand. The part of a timeout that never really gets talked about is the lack of emotional connection with our children that they need in that moment of whatever bad choice they're making with their behavior. That when we send them off to their room or send them away, that that feeling of isolation is dangerous and that our kids aren't getting what they need most in that moment perhaps, which is a connection with you, their caregiver, the person who's supposed to love them the most in the world. And Asking them to calm down on their own when they don't have the skills to do so is asking for something that's unattainable. So us helping teach them how to calm down, how to find the words to speak what they need to speak, or just to take a moment and feel their feelings. This isolation or being sent to the room, especially for young kids, can make them feel like they're bad and that their parents don't want to be around them. It's really risky for kids who have a predisposition to anxiety. The isolation that you're sending them away can increase those fears and can make them more anxious and more likely to exhibit behavioral outbursts. Things like destroying their toys in their room. The other interesting thing about timeouts is if they were so effective, why do parents have to keep using them? Like if it's a short-term strategy 
and it works, then you shouldn't have to use it very often and only in extreme cases. And that's what I'm going to advocate today is that timeouts are one strategy and one that you rarely use because the more you use them, the less effective they become. And some of the language around timeouts is to change the words from timeouts to time ins, meaning using them as a time to hone in with your child, have an emotional connection, and really help them work through the behavior that's happening. Again, if they are throwing or kicking or there is a big outburst, removing them from that situation is really, really important as well for the safety of them and others. But removing them doesn't mean that you have to remove them to isolation. So if you are going to use timeouts, there are three common mistakes parents make with timeouts. Number one, using them too often. They aren't supposed to be about getting children to think through their misdeeds. It isn't supposed to be a time for them to think about what they've done and what they could have done better. Don't use them for that. No child has ever gone to their room to think about what they did. If that's what you think is happening, then you are gravely mistaken. They're just thinking about how mean you are and how unfair all of this was. Number two, giving kids attention during timeout. Young kids crave attention, even negative attention. Remember we talk about the two buckets all kids have, an attention bucket and a power bucket. This negative behavior is coming from a place of wanting your attention, and they don't care if it's negative attention. So a timeout originally was brought about because it was a timeout from positive reinforcement. So really what a timeout is a lack of your attention for a short period of time that lets the child see that the behavior they're doing is actually going to cause them to lose your attention rather than get it. And number three, using them for the wrong reason. Timeouts work best on young kids who are really defiant or hitting or intentionally doing the opposite of what you ask, but should only be used if you've tried milder behavior modification strategies first. When a child is put in a timeout for different types of problems, or if it's used too often for bad behavior, the behavior could get worse. Little kids who are just whining about this or that or negotiating for more iPad time respond better to other approaches. In most day-to-day power struggles and child misbehavior, we wanna try some other tactics. And I'm going to go over those tactics tomorrow. So make sure you come back tomorrow for your daily dose of lazy parenting. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Lazy Parenting Podcast today. Be sure to come back tomorrow for more tips and tricks. I'm going to come at you every day to help support you through this crazy world of parenting that we are in. I would love to have your support over on Instagram or come join my Facebook group where we can support each other. Um, More specifically, if you have any questions or tips that you want to share, that is the place to do it. Again, if you're loving today's episode, please be sure to share with all of your friends and let's grow this community of lazy parenting together. Thank you.